When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Welcome to Car Stuff. I'm Scott Benjamin, the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. My name is Ben Bolin. I write some videos for the same website. How you doing, Ben? Doing well, my friends. How are you? Good. I'm okay. I'm a little. Uh, you can, I'm a little more nasally than uh, usual, if you can imagine that. Are you, Are you feeling a little under the weather? A little bit of a late summer cold, I guess. Uh, early fall cold, I guess you'd call it at this point. Mm, but okay. Uh, I'm okay. Well, it's stylish. It's a good look for this time of year. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. You're kind of on the forefront. <laughs> uh, can you see my swollen sinuses? I, I can't. Uh, I can't imagine. They feel yeah. like you can see them. I, you know, now um, that I, now that I, um, I'm seeing you in the studio, you look normal. But now that I'm listening, I do hear just a little bit of a, a voice bit. change. Yeah, a little bit, not much. A little deeper. I like to hum to myself when I'm like this. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that was like, uh, like. Um, Ah, what is the name of those? Te- uh, crash test dummies. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Once there was this boy who. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right, yeah. That's right. I remember okay. that song. Hey, you know what? One thing. Um, I'm gonna make a wild guess here. You're from uh, you're from the South, right? Uh, yes. Tennessee. Yes. Okay. And I'm gonna guess that you've been to some of these smaller towns, just you know, in the in the hollers, I guess. Yep. And I've traveled through there. I have relatives from that part of the world, and I know that up until. A long, you know, like I guess uh, very recently, um, even traveling, you'll find gas stations that have older gas pumps. Oh, and yeah, definitely. The, and I'm not talking like the glass top, you know, with the, the liquid that you can see inside or anything like that. I'm mm-hmm. talking about, and, and, you know, you do see those, but they're they're just abandoned. Yeah. I'm talking about um, the type that have just the rotating numbers. Yes. Yeah, you, yeah. See, you probably remember these, right? The, are you talking about the rotating the way that an old school mechanical odometer would work or yes, something? Yes. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you definitely. remember that, right? Yes. Now, you're not very old. No, I'm not. Okay, I, I okay. mean. Well, those are, those are from like the 1960s, 1970s, early, early 1970s, 70s. early 70s, because yeah. later they went to, um, well, they had the digital readouts and mm. now they have digital readouts that are run by computer systems and sure. it's, it gets ridiculously advanced now where they're showing um advertisements and everything and there's yeah. audio involved and um but i remember going through the south and and actually maybe not even at in the south but um as far south as maybe indiana and okay. and seeing these pumps that had uh you know the rotating numbers and i thought those are pretty old well i started to look into the age of these things and you know of course it's from the 60s and 70s mm-hmm. going prior to that 
You go back all the way to the beginning of the automobile, you find things like hand pumps that are purely mechanical. There's nothing electrical to them at all. Like hand cranked gas. Yeah, exactly. Systems. Hand cranked gas systems that, that draw from a larger tank. But um, you see that you know there's reservoirs in the top that you sure. can measure that out. Um, just incredibly old systems, and people really get into collecting and you know all that. But mm. I'm kind of interested in the the newer stuff, the newer technology now. Um, what is it? You know a little bit about this, right? You, yeah, you've been about, reading up on this. I've been reading a little bit about gas pumps. Um, what? I guess what we should do first is let's talk about just how a gas pump works, right? So, you know, uh, for a gas pump to be useful, you need to assume three, maybe four things. A car, gas, gas pump, and then maybe possibly money to buy gas. <laughs> possibly. Yeah. So, okay. um, so what exactly, uh, do these things do here? Um, when you go, maybe I'll start with an anecdote, Scott. So it. in one of these hollers, right, where my family is from, uh, there was this old skinflint miserly dude who had this gas station and he had the regular and the high test and people would, this, this being a pretty depressed economy at the time, people would try to get by just on the regular or whatever. Every so often there would be some out of town fancy person who had to have the high test mm-hmm. and, um, Sure enough, when that place burned down and the bulldozers came to clear out the area, they found out that those two pumps were just coming from the same tank. One tank. One tank. One tank. Nothing. So there was no... There was no difference. It was the no same difference gas. The difference being the price of the pump. Ah, okay. And we've heard these stories before, right? Mm-hmm. All right. So the reason we've heard them before is because occasionally these things do happen. So... <clears throat> When you have gas, it's sold, uh, when you have gas sold at a gas station, rather, it's stored in these underground tanks. And this could be like thousands and thousands of gallons of gas, right? Tanks plural, though. Yes. Okay. That's so the way it's supposed to be. <laughs> more, more than the one, like the, uh, the, the guy in your yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. Not that guy. Yeah. Different time. Yeah. I understand. You know? I understand. So typically these are d- divided by uh octane rating into three groups and we've talked a little bit about octane rating on this podcast yeah yeah we covered that yeah and so <clears throat> so tune into that episode if you'd like to learn more nice uh, plug right thank you um and then how do we get the gas from the tank into your car we use uh pumps um there are two types there's a submersible pump or a suction pump and i'm getting everybody if i sound particularly intelligent today i'm getting all of this uh from an article called how gas pumps work oh ben don't sell, short sell yourself oh uh, thanks you're I'm, always intelligent oh shucks even more so than when you're reading oh Wait, thank you did that make sense not really uh, in the hall <laughs> passing in the hallway you always have something intelligent to say i work on it before i leave my desk <laughs> so chin up. It's, it's true though. <laughs> um, all right. So a submersible pump is submerged below the surface of the gas. Makes sense. Yeah. So it uses a pr- kind of propeller thing, an impeller, if you will, to move the fuel upward. And so as this impeller is turning, uh, it pushes the water the way that a fan blade turning pushes air. Okay. Um, and then there's a suction pump. Pushes the gas. Pushes the gas. Sorry. Yeah. The way a fan pushes air. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And the suction pump, uh, does what it says. It, it uses, um, suction or unequal pressure. So a motor above the fluid level removes air from a pipe, decreasing air pressure above the gas, and it keeps removing it 
until it ends up sucking the gas, uh, wait, hang on, let me not confuse myself, until the weight of the surrounding air that it's uh, sucking out forces the gas inside the pipe upward, even uh, as gravity is pushing it So down. this is like an unequal pressure thing that exactly. forces the fluid up. You yeah. know what? I know how to do this. I know how to do this. Uh, I mistakenly found out how to do this when I was a kid. How so? <laughs> Juice box. You ever make the mistake of blowing air into a juice box? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Good what a point. mess. You what know what? Because it comes back after it, you It blow. comes right back out. Mm-hmm. It'll, <laughs> it usually goes all over your shirt, so don't try it. But, uh, it's, it's no fun. Anyways, that's about the best I've got that can, uh. Actually, that's a great, that's a great example of unequal pressure. Yeah, I recently, uh, experienced it again because I, you know, you can't resist when something like that's. Well, when the chance comes up. I know. Juke, juke, juice boxes, not juke boxes, but juice boxes don't, don't come up that much anymore. No, a lot, a lot less dangerous than gasoline. Yes. Um, and so we have to have a way to stop these pumps, right? Yeah. Before they just spew gasoline everywhere. Well, sure. Like a garden hose. Like a garden hose, sure. So, uh, let's see. We have some valves there to, to stop the, um, to stop the gasoline from going everywhere and flooding the world. Yeah. Um, so there's a check valve. And it's located inside the pipe, but it's above the gas, and it makes it seal above the above the gasoline. And so, this is used to this is kind of used to hold the gas inside the pipe, but also to sort of well, they call it priming the pump because the gas is still there ah. inside the nozzle. It maintains the pressure. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got it. Precisely. Yeah, you got the primary shut off with your hand, right? I mm-hmm. mean, that's the that's where you yeah. stop the flow, really. Um, but what's going on behind the scene is that further down the tube, uh, so that the the gas doesn't just flow all the way back down into the tank, right? Yes, exactly. The check valve stops that from mm-hmm. happening, and it keeps the pl- the fluid, uh, the gasoline. Ready to go, so it's it's uh, there at a moment's notice, right? Yes, that's that's I guess the the uh, the way I think of a check valve is something that blocks the flow because I've, I've dealt with well systems systems before. It's similar, it, very similar. Yes, yeah, so yeah. you don't have to prime that well system every time unless you have a bad check valve, and that's uh, that's trouble also. Well, if you think about it though, the pause that it would take for it to come back up from the tank. Is not, in my opinion, it's not that long. Oh, I think it'd be a long time. It's like 10 to 20 seconds. Wouldn't it be longer the more fuel is gone from the, especially in the type that you're talking about yes. with the, uh, the, the draw up, I guess. What was that? Not the submersible, but the, the other suction. one. The suction tube. Mm. That would take a long time because you'd have to pump all the air out of the system. Those are giant tanks. Touche. Yeah. Good point. Take, I think the other type might be a little faster. But still, there's weight. And it would be a weight and it'd be several seconds, I think. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're probably right though. I, I mean, Negligible, I guess, on the on the first type, the other type, the the uh, I keep I keep forgetting the type. Now oh, submersible, su- suction, suction, <laughs> suction pump. I'll get that in my head. Suction, no, but. it's it's because they both start with an S. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You were right though when you talked about how the the real point, the first point to check the to stem the flow of the gas should be the driver's hand. Yeah, or the whoever's pumping the gas. Yeah, because one thing's kind of weird in Tennessee, they still have full service for a long time. Ah. You know what? What? He's reminded me. There's a few places still in the United States that are full service. Like in uh, on the Turnpike, on Jersey Turnpike. You You're exactly some. right. But what's weird about this is I, I've been to New Jersey before. I went to Atlantic City a long time ago. 
Yeah, and yeah. I swear I pumped my own gas, but maybe I was just across the border. I think we've talked about this. We have. I thought I thought I pumped my own gas. There. I think maybe you stole gas, bro. No, I don't think so. I paid. <laughs> I paid for sure. You paid for I sure. I paid for sure. So I had to have been on some weird jagged border where I thought I was in New Jersey and I wasn't. Yeah. Um, but that's the law, right? All all it, New Jersey. Is it is apparently. Service. Yeah, and there's. I think there are other states that are like that as well. Um, mm. You'll still find that full service in small towns. I've seen that in yeah. little tiny towns. I mean, real small. And you just reminded me of something. What? This is this is from a long time ago, and I I, I apologize on one of the details. I don't know one of the details in this. I got you. Uh, I don't I don't remember if this was my uncle. This is on my dad's side. Okay. Okay. I don't know if it was my uncle or my grandmother who did this, but back in the uh, let's see, be the early '60s, I guess, early to late '60s, small town in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Full service gas station. Sure. Um, not because it was a law, but because that's what they did. You know, the check your oil, that type of thing, right? I guess the, the end of the pr- procedure, you know, when you were done with everything is when you pay the person, right? They handed you back your change. My uncle, I'm going to say it was my uncle. Okay. Because he was a new driver at the time. So I think it was him. Um, drove off from the gas station with the pump still oh. in, the, uh, in the, in the filler. Yeah. And I don't, I, you know, I'm not going to say it didn't like blow up or anything. I sure. think there, I think there was a fire, there was damage, but because this is before the days of the check valve, you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't. You know, you didn't have to have this. They they had them. You didn't have to have them installed. Uh, so there was a fire. There was a big incident. I know, and um, there were damages. They didn't have to pay them because, <laughs> as it as it turned out, you know, the the transaction had had occurred. You know, like where the the money had gone back and forth. If it had not been for that, you know, my grandparents would have had to buy a gas station pretty pretty wow. much. Wow. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad they lucked out. I, that was a long time ago, yeah. That's papers. Like I said, I don't remember if it was my grandmother or if it was my uncle. Mm-hmm. I'll have to investigate that. And get back to us. Yeah, exactly. Hey, here's one. Why We should answer this before we get to gas pumps of the future. This is a question that people wonder more so than you think. How does the gas pump know when your car is full? Ah, good one. Because it's, it's, uh, at different times, different levels mm-hmm. for every vehicle and every driver. Sure. Yeah. You can't just say, well, I mean, other than getting a prepay, you can't say, I need 10 gallons. Right. Or $10 or whatever you want to do. Right. Right. Exactly. So how does it do it? Well, uh, let's talk about our good friends, the flow meter. So as, uh, as gas passes through the different, con- the control valve that regulates its speed, it uses this sort of, uh, plastic diaphragm that gets squeezed more and more tightly into the pipe as the flow increases. Stay with me here on this one. All right. It always leaves just enough room for the proper amount of gas to get through. So if you've set a predetermined amount of gas to be pumped, the flow will slow down as you approach this limit, which is like what happens when you go into the service station. You say, you know, give me $10 on pump number three or whatever. Got it. Um, so this pipe also has uh, the actual flow meter and uh, an iron, uh, sometimes aluminum chamber containing a, I guess now it would be aluminum, sometimes iron chamber, containing gears and a rotor that ticks off units of gas as they pass through. Ah, oh, very good. So it's keeping count, you know. Mm-hmm. The way, uh, do you ever see those people who walk around with pedometers on there to I count do. their footsteps? Yes. Kind of like that. Okay, got it. And, um, and so it goes, it, Averages, it like measures a tenth of a gallon. And so as the temperature of the gas changes, the density of the gas can change, which can cause an error in the measurement. Aha. Uh-huh. Which gets to the point where I wonder, 
am I really getting a gallon's worth of gas when I buy a gallon's worth of gas? You are if you have – you should be, theoretically, if you have a modern gas pump that has a computer system because it is supposed to compensate for this. So it adjusts to the temperature. Theoretically, again, okay. I just it. keep thinking about that one guy yeah. who had the one tank and two yeah. pumps. Well, I, I've got something to say about that in a moment. Oh yeah, but um, so so this thing adjusts. And yeah, it counts. It keeps the flow. It knows the temperature. Knows how uh, how how the gas is reacting to the outside temperature. Mm-hmm. How it's reacting to uh, being pumped through the system, and what it's going to be like when it gets to the end of the system. How much how much to allow to pass through? Right. Yes. Okay. The, Go ahead. That's how it. That's how it counts. And then. Um, and then there's the blend valve that also. Yep. Am I reading your mind? You are, but go ahead. Okay. No, go no, ahead. you no, do it. Well, I, this is this is the thing. The blend valve. That's that's. This was probably the most interesting part of this article to me. I just just to me. I, I thought that uh, for whatever reason, for you know many many years, I thought that there you know three three grades of gasoline. There's going to be three tanks underneath the the ground. Like uh, you you were saying with the one tank, right? Yeah. That's a problem. If there's one one tank that's drawing that's drawing from and it's giving. Both premium unleaded and regular unleaded. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. If you have two tanks, which just a minimum of two tanks, sure. you're able to do that. And I'm not just saying that there's premium and there's regular unleaded. You could do any number of octane levels with only two tanks. By mixing the two, right? Exactly. The, the, with the blend valve or the, the mixing valve. What do we call that thing? Blend, blend. Do we I think call it's the, uh, I think it's called the blend valve. It is yeah, the, the blend, blend valve. Yeah. And it mixes it right at the pump. It doesn't do it underground. It does, it's not something that, you know, the guy that pumps the gasoline into the ground is doing. He's not, you know, measuring out how much he right. puts into each right. one. Well, he is, but, um, he's not mixing them in, into some big concoction sure. saying, you know, 10 gallons of this, 20 gallons of that. Well, it's a thousand Better gallons. Better mix up rather. some mid-grade before no. <laughs> bedtime. <laughs> Something like yeah. that, yeah. No, with a minimum of two tanks, you can get the highest octane, you can get the lowest octane that's in those tanks, of course. So just by going like 89 to 93 or whatever. Yeah, just by going straight 93 octane, straight 87. 87, Sorry, 87 octane, yeah. And you can do anything in between using this mixing valve, which is just a simple mechanical thing that opens mm-hmm. up. It can adjust, and it adjusts, it's just one moving part. And let's say that if it's, if it's, um, I think the example in articles, if it's 90% open on the, the, mm-hmm. uh, high, you call it a high test, high test. Yeah. Um, and 10% open on the other side, or it can, it can adjust to 80-20 or 50-50 or 60-40, mm-hmm. anything that equals 100. Um, th- that movable valve is what really gives you your, uh, the, the octane level that you're, you're seeking. So it's not always, the point we're trying to make here is it's not always, Four tanks under there. No, it it might be if they have diesel. You know what? It'll be three. It'll be yeah. three tanks probably. And I would guess if you have E eighty five ethanol, um, yeah, yeah. I would think that they're going to have to have a separate tank for that. Which is happening more and more now. And of course, there's kerosene, and there's uh, you know, there's different grades of diesel. I don't know how they do that, but uh, we'll have to dig into that. But I, um, I have to go on a tangent. Sure. I know I, I know this this is weird, but this is something that kind of bothers me. I want to I want to talk to you, the guru of all things automotive, about Uh-oh. this. Oh no. Why, why, why do we insist on still saying unleaded gasoline? Where <laughs> is the one guy still selling, you know, gasoline with lead in it? All right. I've, I've worked, um, for landscaping companies sure. in the past. We had several machines and I mean big, big trucks that took leaded gasoline and you had to buy a special mixture. You've probably seen these in the, in the, um, auto parts store. It's a, it's a, um, 
plastic container, usually pretty large, really, mm-hmm. maybe you know a liter or so. Okay. And it has a cup at the top, and you squeeze fluid up into the cup yes, to measure it yeah. out, and you pour that in your gas tank along with. It's a lead additive. It's very dangerous stuff. Seems you, like it. You add it into the uh, into the the unleaded fuel that you pump in at the pump, and that's how you keep these older machines still going. And it all has to do with the seals and and all, everything internal. It's internal parts of your engine that require that lead for lubrication and for uh, keeping them the right uh, softness or hardness. Sure. Um, that's uh, that's why you know you you still hear people say unleaded gasoline, which really it's just. I mean, at this point. You're just getting gasoline. Out. All gasoline is unleaded, though. It bothers me. Yeah, I know. How much money could we save, I, I guess, in the cost of paint <laughs> by not putting unleaded? It's like drug-free school zone, man. I guess so, yeah. It gets me. Where is the school where all these kids are no, doing I, drugs? I understand. I understand what you're saying, but there are there are machines out there that still require leaded okay. fuel. Very few, probably. You're mm-hmm. talking mostly like farm implements and things like that that mm-hmm. you know, are just old, old engines. Um, but it's required for them, and that's why we're going to hang on to that type of stuff for a while. We're probably going to keep that label long after. I would lo- think so. long after those vehicles. Yeah. Okay. So when you put the gas, when you put the gas pump, you pump your gas, and when when you put it back, it automatically shuts off um, the dispenser using a switch. Now these switches are probably familiar to most people. In my generation, when I as I was growing up. Uh, we always had the mechanical switches that you actually you push the switch up mm-hmm. when it's time for your pump gas. You push it down. They're still around, or something like that. They are still around. Just a few. They're they're really are we getting old? Yeah, we are. <laughs> they're they yeah. are still. Yeah, most of them just. You know what? This it's the same exact thing that's operated by the nozzle when you put it in the uh, yeah. put it in the pump. That's yeah, all. It's basically the exact same thing. It just takes your hands out of the uh, the procedure, which which helps. And seems kind of, you know, fancy. So. Well, yeah, I guess. But you don't have to get, you know, gasoline all over your hands. So what a long convoluted answer I gave you, my friend, when you said, let's talk about the gas pumps of the future. I know. And I went on like a 20-minute well, rip about how they were. I know. And I, I introed with uh, that whole thing about the history of them and everything. But we mm. didn't really even get much into the history of the gas pumps. We should pumps do the history. Because I really like the old gas pumps. And I know they're highly collectible. A lot of people really are into these Definitely. things. Make model um you know the the mm. advertising that's on them the type of pump they are the mm. era that they come from um i think there's a, a a lot to talk about there the restoration of these things because mm. they're still out there they're still hanging around and i know that a lot of them are just decoration at this point yeah uh, but the restored ones they may end up in someone's home or a garage or even at a gas station out, outside as a display and you know people uh steal some of the old ones that's how because they are they are the kind of things where if you paint them and fix them up a little, you can sell them. They're very valuable. So people have been taking them. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So I bet some of the ones that, you know, did exist at these old broken down gas stations, you know, that they're owned by somebody. Sure. Somebody owns that property still. Um, I bet a lot of them are disappearing. I bet you're right. It's true. Uh, that's about all I got, man. That's all you got. Uh, yeah, that's about all I've got. I, as far as gas pumps and uh, and the new stuff, mm-hmm. um, like I said, I do want to talk about old gas pumps someday. So look forward oh, to that. Oh, so this is uh, we're advertising. We're I, teasing a, a little bit of a I future think so. episode. I think yeah, so. there's so much in there. I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to leave you hanging. I thought you were about to go on it. No, no, no. I'm okay, I think, story I think for another it. day. We'll, we'll hang on to it for later. We'll we'll hang on to it, and, and I'll it. get the scoop on if that was my uncle or my grandmother. Okay, all right. So gas station fire. That'll be your homework. My homework will be not to be involved in an accident. And uh, I think I can get that knock on wood, right? Mm-hmm. So in the meantime, while we head out to take care of these things, uh, 
why don't you guys take a second and uh, give us your opinion about gas pumps, uh, not just how they work, but the history or the future of them. And uh, what do you think about those ethanol pumps? I've never really worked with one. You know, I've seen one. You've seen one? One. Just the one. Just huh? one. That's it. Well, we live in here in Georgia. So. I know. I bet the closer to the Midwest we get, if we go up a little bit further north, we can find some. So you guys can hit us up on Car Stuff at Facebook, Car Stuff at Twitter. You can always check in with our blog. Uh, you can look at the article that we're raving about by uh, Christopher Lampton. They're on our website, How Gas Pumps Work. And if we somehow did not cover what you really wanted to hear about, please send us an email at carstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. The howstuffworks.com iPhone app is coming soon. Get access to our content in a new way. Articles, videos, and more all on the go. Check out the latest podcasts and blog posts and see what we're saying on Facebook and Twitter. Coming soon to iTunes. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids. No plug needed. let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Oh, oh, oh. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. 